Hey guys, welcome to Two Dudes Talking. I'm DJ. That's Dustin. Welcome back. New episode, post Super Bowl. Yeah, let's get right into it. Look, I want you. Look, you were telling me how bored you are with the Super Bowl. Defend that position. Why? Why were you bored? I'll give you that it was a great defensive game and a great game by the Bucks, 100%. But it was not a back and forth game for average Joe fan of the NFL. Mm-hmm. It was boring. It was a boring one-sided game. I okay. So I typically love Jim Nance and Tony Romo together. That's their fault. Hundred percent their fault for not pointing out the nuances of the game. And Tony Romo's usually excellent at that. Usually he can say, and he did make a couple calls where like, oh, Pat Holmes is going to do this, and he did it right. Look, I think that the broadcast, CBS's broadcast was super boring. They messed up a few times. Graphics were popping up um, when they weren't supposed to. James Brown and, you know, um, Boomer Esiason or Phil Sims, one of those talked out of turn several times. It just looked. Yeah, James Brown is the. um, I know, I just. Is, yeah. yeah, Same name. But they were out of sync. Look, when when oh, it's God, typically bo- when it's typically boring, the I, I think that the broadcast booth has a lot lot to do with that. If they would have pointed out how masterful Todd Bowles was, and honestly, yeah. how masterful you know Bruce Arians you know was as 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 well. I mean, shit that that game plan that they had on both sides of the ball dominated what seemed to be a very sloppy Kansas City Chiefs team who was missing two tackles, two offensive linemen. I get I give you that had to get their haircut. But they did they didn't they didn't make any adjustments in the half. And zero. I I mean Pat Mahomes couldn't could only do so much. Um and there were guys that dropped balls, right? I mean Hill dropped the ball, Kelsey dropped the ball. Um, you know, so that's, and Tom Brady efficient is is all get out. Yeah, look, and I it wasn't would, even like his said, greatest game. Completely all, not even close. Completely handed to the Bucks, their coaching staff, and their players for a nearly perfect game plan, both defensively and offensively, with a master class yeah. of how to beat Mahomes and how to just be like, that's enough, that's cute. But yeah, you know, for average Joe fan. They don't want to see that. They want to see a back and forth game, exciting offense on both sides. Yeah. Well, that's and that and that's what should be. And that's why and I feel like Nance and Romo should have pointed that out a little bit more. Should have done a little bit more John Madden stuff, right? And drawn out why Telestrator or whatever deep, they call it now. Telestrator should have figured out how to yeah. make that more engaging to point that out to the average fan. Um, because you're right. If you're just watching the game for the game, then it is. And look, everybody was on the Pat Mahomes bandwagon. Oh, God, yeah. Everybody was calling Pat Mahomes the baby, baby goat. goat, whatever. Can we kill that? Kill, let's kill the baby goat. There is only one goat, and that's it, and it's Tom Brady. And, and look, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers also had the better team. So let's, let's say that. Um, let's say that the Kansas City played very sloppy, did not look like they wanted to be there. I mean, Tom Brady told um, Leonard Fournette, keep running the ball aggressively because they don't want to tackle. And it showed. They didn't want to tackle at all. They didn't want anything to do with um, Leonard Fournette. So, 
I mean, it was, like I said, it was a master class in how to play a football game by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I called it, I, I said 35, they scored 31. I just thought the Kansas City Chiefs were going to be more involved, like they've been there before. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was going to come down to a field goal or something, Yeah, you know, towards the end, and it didn't. Yeah. It was just, it was over in the first quarter. Yeah, and, like, and oh, you know what? Over. But that like, was... That was part of the plan, right? Get out, get out in front, have a little bit of a buffer. So, you know, things will open up for you. Like I said, master, masterful, masterful, masterful. I will say some of the throws that Mahomes made, like that one where he's parallel to the ground and he still hit the guy in the head. I mean, come on, uh-huh. that's ridiculous. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, he was under pressure basically all night is what it felt like. Every play it was like, wow, he's got to get rid of the ball. Now he's going to get crushed. Yeah, I look. I just like watching all of the prognosticators and everybody trying to defend their position, and saying why they selected Pat Holmes to 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 win and the Chiefs to win. It just like I said, if you look at the what the players were saying, there was a cool graphic that CBS Sports put up of all the their players that they asked. Um, they um, and they all picked Tampa Bay. They all said it. You know, not the guys that work for CBS, just you know. NFL football player, who do you think is going to win? And they all pick Tampa Bay because, yeah. you know, one, you don't ever pick against Tom Brady, but two, you never pick against a, a solid team like that. He's not undefeated in Super Bowl, first of all, so you can't pick against no. him. But I, I was fascinated by the stat that apparently all the points in the game on the Buccaneers side were scored by people that were not on the team last season. Yeah. I was like, that yeah. is amazing. I mean, look. He showed that he can be a player, a GM, and a coach. And a shit talker. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and you know what? He was texting the guys every, day at, every night at 11 yeah. o'clock, we will win, right? He was, he was projecting on these guys. He was making them confident. He was, he was doing everything yeah. necessary. Amazing. Look, I have to agree. I didn't agree that he was the GOAT before, but after watching that, he, was, he has to be. There's, I, there can't even be an argument. He's the GOAT quarterback. I mean, the GOAT quarterback. There's a GOAT at every position. He's the quarterback one. I think he's the the, the GOAT in team sports. I mean, I, I know you can make the argument for Michael Jordan. Um, or Bill, but if, if, Bill you Russell. Know, look, if Michael, if Michael Jordan and Bill Russell are sitting at the table, you know, so are Michael Jordan, LeBron oh, James, Tom Brady and Tom to Brady. Yeah, oh, I yeah. mean they're no, no. they're all they're he's excluded from the yeah. table. I'm just saying they're all eating steaks. They're all eating. He's the goat of NFL quarterbacks for sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but anyway, moving on, moving on. UFC talk. Um, Usman Burns. That's going to be a good fight. I hope it better <sighs> be. We need one. It's going to be a good fight because one, I think the welterweights always deliver. Um, I think it's the punchiest and most violent division we're just making in, up words in, now <laughs> yeah but in the ufc i think it's the the most the most violent and the one that has the potential for highlights every single time um, oh yeah those guys are going to exchange and it, you could be yeah. looking at one punch somebody's going to eat some canvas yeah. and it's like holy crap yeah. it's over and yeah both guys can throw both guys can kick both guys mm-hmm. can have the endurance to go for days yeah it's not going to the ground no, um, i don't see that going to the ground Unless you know neither slips yeah, I mean, neither one of these guys want to want to fight on the ground. I mean, I I can say Usman might attempt to do that um, early on, 
Um, but I don't think Burns really wants to go to the ground. I mean, he has a jujitsu background, but he wants to swing yeah. and and yeah. and knock the guy out. So I think I, we're going to see a very violent fight. Well, the only reason I can see him going to the ground there, though, for Burns is if he knows he's down, he needs to gain some points. He takes him down to try and work from some ground and pound or work a submission for you know a couple minutes, both either to recover or just to completely gain the round. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I like I said, I think this is going to be a very punchy fight. Um, I, I mean, I agree. Yeah. And, you know, I think it's, I think this has the, um, the makings of an instant classic. Fight um, of the year in February, March, sorry. God, and I, February. I hate, I hate doing that because then it builds up expectations and then you get so disappointed in the end. It'll um, go to the judges split decision basically is what we're saying. I don't know. I think someone's going night, night in round three. I don't think it gets to championship rounds. You don't think it's going to the championship rounds? No. I like Usman in three. I like Usman by not punch the crap out of each other. So, yeah, I just like I, I like yeah, I like Usman TKO in three. Just to be different, I'll take four. I'll take him him four. Although, I mean, again, it's one punch, and neither of these guys are going to sleep. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm not going to be surprised. I mean, last week I. I said Overeem was I, I could I yeah, still couldn't commit did. but I couldn't commit to Overeem winning I like something's gonna happen to him in round two I don't know what will but it won't it'll either be good yeah, or really something, bad something happens in that fight yeah that was I mean Volkov power to him but Jesus no I, I, domination. I yeah we can talk Volkov about Reem Chiefs yeah, o- over Overeem has always kind of underperformed in the UFC. Um, you know, he great fighter though. Yeah, great great fighter. Kickboxing. I always enjoy. Days were amazing. Yeah, I enjoy I enjoy watching him. But oh god, yeah. If you haven't seen highlights of him kickboxing, go back and watch. It's, yeah, it's just stunning. Some of the 50, crap he he's fifty pounds too heavy now for my for my taste. Um, well, I mean, okay, even if he had one, do you think he's beating bazookas? Or Stipe? Or Bones, if he ever decides to fight again? No. 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 Bones is going to fight. But Bones needs to... He needs to feast on the guys at the top. He doesn't He doesn't have to earn his right up there. He can get, he can get like, top two or three, like, right off well, the I bat. Think he has, I think it should be one fight for him before the championship fight, assuming he wins that, then he fights for the belt. I think he's earned that. Yeah. I don't think he's yeah. earned the right to come in and go immediately for the belt. I don't think anybody's earned that. Mm. But I think he's got to fight a Volkov or Bazookas or whoever the hell is not fighting Stipe. Assuming, of course, Stipe is actually going to fight again, win that, and then fight for the belt. See, I like somebody fighting for the belt, and then that winner gets Bones, or Bones gets the winner of that championship fight. I I know you, you're kind of doing it the other, other direction. I just, I'm like, you know what? Yeah, I think the hype no. behind Jones sells more more pay-per-views than Jones headlining a pay-per-view not for a belt. That that's that would be my thinking. I'm thinking about the money aspect of it yeah, and the hype that. aspect. But I, think so. I think you could do both. You could have Jones headline a pay-per-view not for the belt first his debut at heavyweight. Right. You're that's I think I know I know where you're going. You're yeah, you're trying him to, to win and then next fight after the medical suspensions and whatever, boom. Bones for the title. Now, see, I, I go championship fight, 
and then that guy fights Bones, and then you get you get you get it either way, is what I'm saying. Oh, yeah, I know I you get one less with Bones, but anyway, needs, yeah. It's, as you know, the heavyweight's different. They have cement mixers for hands. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, stay, staying in Jones's old division. Um, however, in the other league, Bellator, um, they the announced their World Grand Prix, which actually has some guys that Bones has fought and beat. Um, yep. And look, I have I have issues with what Rich Chow and um, the rest of the the squad at, at Bellator have put together. Um, I take issue with um, the April 16th fight, which is Rumble and Romero, um, your I'm two biggest signings. Go. Hit it. I, the, the, two, the two biggest signings that you've had, you don't put them together in the first round. You just don't. That's the, that's the epitome of stupidity to me. And I don't, and look, I don't know the behind the scenes talks that are going on that are happening anymore, but I know from the outside looking in, you should have put Rumble against Corey Anderson and Romero versus whatever this guy's name is, Yagasha Murganov. Um, and then let those guys feast on them and then let them get in, get together in the, um, the, the, the second round um, of this, of this Grand Prix. I mean, Bader Machida. Okay. Um, Nemkov Davis. Okay. That's I, I like I said, you split the other two guys up so that you can you can kind of advance them um, towards the end. But like I said, I don't know what's going on. Is there something else, some other piece of information that we don't know that they need to they needed to put those two guys together? Who Maybe knows? Wanted to fight. Maybe those guys said, "I want to fight that guy." Yeah, um, and all I know is Bellator is back on Showtime. Are they? Which I is, missed that. Yeah, yeah. This is it's back on Showtime. Um, there you go. So I'm I'm excited. I mean, look, I like World Grand Prix. Um, yeah. I like this tournament style stuff. I think that that's the one thing the UFC could have, should have adopted, and they well, never did. Back up the UFC truck to UFC like one. Well, and, yes. Uh, I don't know. Twenty. Yeah, I'm talking <laughs> modern modern era Dana White UFC. Yeah. Well, they did it. It was just all in one night. So. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, okay, let's talk about Stephen A. Smith. Hey. We went a couple weeks without talking about him. Um, it just it's it's bugging me. Um, it's bugging some some UFC fighters. They're tweeting about and talking about it. Look, a guy that boxes like he does, and we've all seen this video um, of him playing patty cake with a trainer. I mean, look at this. I mean, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, you know? Um, now, back. right. And, and look, we know that a sparring partner, a partner holding pads can make somebody look amazing, but he doesn't look amazing. Oh, he doesn't look, yeah, he, but he doesn't look amazing in this footage. He looks like an old man um, fighting his way through the, um, the soup line um, at, at, at soup plantation. I mean, so that's nice. what he look. He that's what he looks like. He basically he so he basically commented that um, he doesn't like women's MMA. That it makes him uncomfortable. Um, it was very early Dana White uh, before Ronda Rousey, right? It, it sounded Dana very much like that. Be, there'll never be women in the UFC, right? And and look, I think that there were a lot of UFC purists who didn't want 
um, women's MMA. I think early on when even Dana was saying it, I think that the, the, just the talent wasn't there. You didn't have a lot of women's MMA fighters. They, you know, they just weren't the, 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 you know, the stock wasn't there. Um, three that you can think of probably at that time, like three names. I'm not meaning there were just three that were fighting. You have Ronda, you have Cyborg, you have Cupcake. That's it. And that's it. Right. And you can't, you can't build a division and you can't build women's MMA with just those three names. You still need a few more and, and they eventually got there. Right. Yeah. They eventually got to the Thank point God. where now, now they have a couple divisions, but um, you know, for, for Steven to talk about that now is it's a little late. I'm, su- I'm just super disappointed that ESPN didn't do anything about it. They should have like, I don't know, maybe they, maybe they, maybe they said something to him. Um, How about just edit it out? Just, or not let him, well, he said it on a podcast or something. Still edit it out. Um, cut, I don't know cut, if it was his podcast. That's, a, that's what I'm saying is, mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I don't know where he said or how he said it. It just shouldn't have been said out loud. He shouldn't have made that. That's not something you say when you know there's a microphone in your face. And, you know, I think. Dumb I, shit on live mics. But that, that guy says a lot of dumb shit. Um, I think he's, yeah. I'm, I'm, look, I'm not a big fan of his. And I just think he puts his foot in his mouth multiple times. And I could do without him on ESPN. I could do without, I think that he needs to go the way of Jim Rome and just kind of go away. You know? I like Jim um, Rome back in the day. And then obviously he went completely crazy. Sideways and, yeah. And, uh, not so much. Yeah, but that's that. Let's move on to MLB. Yeah, so as if you haven't heard, MLB is changing the baseballs. They've announced they're going to loosen it or whatever the hell it is. And according to, you know, I don't want to say MLB, but somebody that it's going to add, what, a couple feet or something or inches to every ballpark just because the ball's not going to fly as far. So yeah. maybe there'll yeah. be less home runs, but two to three feet, basically. Yeah, there you go. Two to three feet. Given the average distance of most of these home runs, they're not what I call wall scrapers. So I'm not really sure that helps, but maybe we can stop hearing about launch angle and all that crap and people will start playing small ball and actually moving runners over and bunting and stealing bases again. It'd be lovely. Yeah, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, I just feel like it's a problem that didn't need to be solved for. I, you know, MLB has other, has other issues and other rules issues they can solve for, and they don't have to like go after baseballs. Well, they're all, look, they're always changing the baseball. It's changed over the history. Look at a ball from Babe Ruth to win. Well, right. Now it's completely different. Like if Babe Ruth played now, yeah. he did about 9,000 home runs a year, probably. But did it, did anybody really ask for this? I mean, was this really a thing that needed to be addressed? No, I think they're probably trying to change the home run rate, but at the same time, they need to change the strikeout rate. The strikeout rate is ridiculous. You're basically getting a strikeout, a walk, or a home run in a bat. You're not really getting singles, doubles, triples, or just hard anyway. So are all the players now going to shift and be like, oh, shit, we have to learn how to hit the ball? Like, you know, go the other way and bunt and run and all that crap? Or are they just going to be like, oh, we just have to swing harder? So, so maybe this was just a, an easy fix to try to get them to play small ball um, because obviously the players and league, league can't agree on rule changes and updates. Um, and maybe the ball is the one thing that they can't affect. And they're like, oh, we can change the ball and not have to get the players input on this. I hear an incredible doesn't fly that far. They could use that. I don't even know if they still make those. 
Remember those like rubber balls you could bounce them off of stuff and it wouldn't break most things? Yeah. Why don't they just use those? Be done. I don't know. It seems like a, a, a super lame um, solution to a problem. Yeah, I mean, the other thing they did was, the, you know, they're keeping the seven, the, the seven inning doubleheaders again for this season, which I like. I didn't think I would. And for extra innings, they're keeping with the putting a runner on second to start the inning, which I thought I wouldn't yeah. like, but I actually really did. And they are not keeping the DH and the NL, which, thank God, um, I think that'll be happening after they go on strike after this season and they come up with a new CBA. Yeah. 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 I don't know. That should be fun if they can get started on time, given that, you know, the NBA, college basketball, and really college basketball and hockey have been ravaged by COVID. Yeah. Player going to player. Yes, they are. I, you know, one last, one last thing. I mean, I feel like sports is fucking this COVID thing up. Like sports all the way across the board. <laughs> Yeah. from the Super Bowl and the NFL experience that I saw on TV where people were practically on top of each other to the Waste Management Open in Phoenix where people were on top of each other. Um, and I'm like, and it's funny. It's like you get the announcer on CBS or whatever, wherever that played. And it was like, oh, you know, we're socially distancing here in Phoenix. And I'm like, no, you're not. Look at that crowd of 200 people all up on top of each other. I just think that sports has really figured out a way to not help in this pandemic. Well, look, for the Super Bowl specifically, I know that a bunch of the people, I don't want to say all because I don't know where they were all sitting, if they were all together or separated, but, you know, it's what, 7,500 vaccinated healthcare workers were at the game. Mm -hmm. So I'm hoping that, what was it, one of the end zones? I don't remember no. which one, where it looked like it was super crowded. I'm hoping that's who that was. No, which is complete bullshit because... I saw Maria Fazi, who is a LPGA player. She was Instagramming that she was there because she was a guest of Martine Gramatica, who is the former um, kicker for the Bucks. And she's like, thank you for making us Bucks fans. And it's like her and her friends at, at the Super Bowl. So yeah. don't get it twisted. There were more than just healthcare workers there. It's bullshit. Oh, yeah. They said 22,000 fans. 7,500 or thereabout were healthcare workers. Personally, it should have been all healthcare workers, but whatever. Well, they they wanted to promote that part of it, make it seem like, look at us, look at the great things that we're doing. But that wasn't yeah. the case. Anyway, um, that's my my. That's that's all I got, man. COVID's wearing yeah. me out. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> Eventually, we're gonna do this in person. Uh, eventually, you know, 2023. Yeah exactly or maybe not and we'll just stay in our bunkers <laughs> uh but anyway i'm dj that's dustin let us know what you think comment now follow like share whatever peace we out